When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, 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 Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 55. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Michael Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America, K-A-P Kaplan. On the podcast today, we have Anthony DeVito, stand-up comedian. Anthony DeVito. Danny DeVito's something. I believe no. that's the, what everyone says. <laughs> no, uh, so I'm not gonna say it to him. So I'm asking you. No, no. I don't right. think he's related. To, I don't right. think he's re- has any relation. Well, to I would be telling girls I was related to him. If, if it I would be a good move. Yes, that's especially good move. I believe he's single, but we'll find out right. when he well, comes on here. He's, he's the, the old Devito move with the ladies. The old Devito. Give yeah. him the Devito. You know, I tell the girls that's way that I'm better than the Harv. Well, I go with the Kaplan, the SAT what? course, Kaplan. Oh, oh you should see. I dominate the high school girls. I did. Anyway, on he that. was just on uh, Stephen Colbert's show, on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Oh, nice. He also lived in Paris for a year earlier in his life. I think he just gave up America, went to Paris. Haven't we all given up America and lived I in mean, Paris I mean, I did that point? for 12 years. Right. So he did it for one. He's going to tell us all about he it. He lived in the Paris of China. The it d- was the Venice of Asia, oh, right. but close Venice enough. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Paris, Venice. Sujo. So he's coming on in a minute. He's a fantastic comedian. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll talk to him before that. But yeah, we got some big stuff to talk about first. We got a bone to pick with our listeners. Big bones. Amazon. We have been pumping this <laughs> since day 11. I don't know what episode. Yeah. Amazon, all we're asking you to do, go before if you're going to shop on Amazon, before you do that, go to lostinamericapod.com, click the banner, click the, the advertisement at the top right-hand corner of our website. That'll take you back to Amazon. Do your regular shopping. Cap, we have somewhere between 1,000 and 1,500 listeners. Can you guess how many so far this month have done that? Have helped us out by clicking the app, the link. I mean, I'm going to say Amazon's pretty big, a third, 500 people. Zero. Zero. We've literally had zero of you freeloading listeners. Oh, my God. Zero have helped us. All we're asking is if 100 of you do this, if we're millionaires. If 100 do it, we become millionaires? We're thousandaires. I'm doing the math in my head. It makes sense. If I get to keep all of it. Yeah. Well, then we'll make like roughly $1,000. If you just do that, literally, that's all you have to do. We're not asking you to donate money to us. We're just asking you to click that link. Come on, you piece yeah, of crap. Yeah, think of it this way. Otherwise, I'm going to end up getting divorced because I'm going to yell at Randy Kaplan for stop for using the PTA link, We're gonna have which to... is to stop making us money. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's Since my own Randy money. Randy Kaplan making... <laughs> ditched the podcast and started giving to the PTA, none of you are doing anything so for it. save you. the Kaplan home. Give us money. Not only Go that, on Amazon. Save link. this podcast. And save this podcast. Well, I'm not going to keep doing this for free. Yeah, he's out. He's going to walk. I'm going to walk. I'm going to quit comedy. He's going to quit comedy. I'm going to take your talents to where? I'll be a real estate broker in Northern California. Yeah. I mean, if you can't sell people on this Amazon link, I don't know how many apartments you can be selling. (laughs) That's true. I'll be a failing (laughs) real estate lawyer. All right. um, Anything else we need to talk about? I I, think. Can I ask you one thing? Listeners out there? Yes. If anybody knows a nanny, I could use one. You need a new nanny? I need a new nanny. We're going to California. We're taking the podcast on the remote. Big news. And my, Next yeah, we're, week, we're, we're going to Cali. And my nanny just told me she went back to her home country. She said she needed Monday off. I said, <laughs> where, where are you going to be back? She's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to take care of some business. Her home country's Guyana. 
Guyana. So she's in Guyana. That's a long trip. She's taking care of business. I don't know what that means. I don't know. You tell me. What does that mean? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Going to... What's, clean what's up care a, is there a <laughs> civil war happening? I don't know what's going on. I haven't so, kept up with the news. So I need to find Nanny the next couple days. Listeners know anybody, send them our way. Tweet All me. Right. Sounds good. Uh, that's it. Cap, should we get to Lost in America? Let's get to it. Play the music. Play the freaking music. This week, I've been lost multiple weeks in a row. This week, extremely lost. My brother came up last week and he visited. We're walking around Manhattan. He's also Tyler Sparks, recent podcast. Agent Babyface. Agent Babyface for the fans out there. He's lived abroad for a long time. I lived abroad for a long time. There's now is this viral video video going around talking about, uh, you've probably seen it. It's like, hey, if you, it's supposed to show the idea of a white privilege, what white privilege is in America, right? And the idea is like, hey, if you're white, Take one step forward. Everyone's standing on a line. Okay. And then if you're white and you grew up in whatever area of America, take two more steps forward. Allentown, PA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the end of it, the white people are way up front, and the, the uh, non-white people, everyone else is way behind, right? So hmm. this leads to my question. I've seen white homeless people all over New York. Are you saying they don't have white privilege? <laughs> no, I'm saying they do, and they're not taking advantage of it. Is it wrong for me to give money to them? I do not give money to them, so don't worry. Don't come after me, liberal media. But is it wrong? I, I feel like I should not give money to white homeless people. Is that correct? Well, I think you should be, uh, um, uh, what's the word? You should do affirmative action on your, on your, you're saying you should still give to them. But less. But give them less. And make a note dollar. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think you do. And I think you got to do it by... But also, there's dis- so I think if there's a certain disabled white, like homeless guy, I agree. But a lot of these are like, like young, yes. able-bodied, oh, white like, Americans. Like those backpacker guys. Yes, I feel like you, no money. They follow you around. I don't. They think you're a mark. They see you're really white. They think you'll give to them. I see them everywhere. Uh, I don't give to any homeless ever. Have oh, so you- you're the wrong person to ask. Uh, yeah. Well, I do give to like if people are like uh, good, like not annoying entertainers, but good entertainers. Yes. And I'm like biased, so those guys usually are black. I usually enjoy the black guys. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, what music would, like, a white homeless guy sing on the subway that There's I no would... There's no white th- di- break dancers. Or, like, they do, like, the soul music or, like, the, the like the uh, acapella kind of thing where it's, like... And <laughs> oh, I'm, those like, guys. Those old like the old guys. Yeah, the old guys. I love the old guys. And I'll imagine some old white guys. Yeah, What would they would sing? Terrible. What song? The country? What about... Ooh, you know who I do? What about the Chinese guy playing, like, the Arhu, playing the old Chinese instrument in Chinatown? Do you see him? I don't go to Chinatown. Oh, you I, I want to stay fresh for the pot. I want to stay clueless. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be... be <laughs> I give to that guy. Okay, so what you're saying is do not give... It's yeah. It's ignoring white privilege to give to white homeless. If you people. don't want to give money, this is a really good way out of it. Is to be like, well, I'm not going to give to white people. Now, good women up. though, this is the thing. White women to white women. Where do the white women homeless? Because there are white women who are beggars. A lot of times they say like they have a kid or they're out. In the, you've seen them. What do you do with them? Does it depend on if they're attractive or not? Right. Well, I mean, you're saying I'm not going. I don't want to say it, but like, it's probably not attractive, right? Because it's it's hard to be attractive homeless. Not a lot of hot homeless on either men or women. Yeah. Well, the guys could have like could have like could be crazy, you know. Oh, but crazy, crazy. Hot? W- no, they could be crazy in the head, like bipolar or something, schizophrenic. Oh. That's why they're homeless. Women, women even can if, be crazy. Well, you could be crazy, but of course they can. But then all they, women they, are crazy. Haven't you watched any? Right. Comedy they can club still find a guy. Is what I'm saying. Ever? Even if they're crazy, they find a guy. They're oh, not homeless. Oh, you're but right. They can find a job. They blend in. I mean, you, every hostess job you could find. A, you know, it's not hard to put a person into. <laughs> if she's attractive. <laughs> if you're attractive, yeah. So, so I never give to them because I always think they're full of sh- more full of shicks. I'm like, well, oh, the white, the women, homeless, homeless hot the white, women. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 I, I would get moderately attracted that hot, but I'm like, there's no way this is a con artist. Hot on the homeless scale. Yeah. Eight homeless. Yeah, like, and then there's, and then sometimes they have to, they do like a, uh, more of a story. They always have a convoluted story. True. So sometimes, I, and they get you, because like, there was this one woman I'm thinking of who had a story about her husband, he's abusive, and it was a very horrible story, and, you know, you want to, you, your heart, you're like, I'm going to give to anybody, I'm going to give to this woman. Yep. 
But then when you see her on the subway three years later, and it's the same story. It's like last week, my guy. It's always last week. It's like <laughs> it's what, like, it's like what uh, back to comedy. It's like what comedians do. They're like, oh, today my girlfriend broke up with me. Right. Which but is, they've been saying that for three years. I know, which is great with a comedian because you sort of know it's a joke. You sort of know it's part of the act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, seventeen different things happened that day. You're right. It's the same. I should hold comedians to the same standard. I hold you homeless should. people. You not get money to I'm gonna white freaking comedians, heckle comedians. Hot women, or, female. Hot comedians. women comedians to tell me today their boyfriend dumped them. <laughs> I'm gonna have no. I'm just gonna do the same thing where I ignore them the way I ignore people on the subway. Well, I think we've solved did it. Did we solve anything? I think <laughs> we did. <laughs> white privilege. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna give to white, because white privilege homeless also exists. Yeah, my understanding of white privilege, this is kind of a new thing, by the way, the white privilege. I'm playing catch up. Yeah, that, that's a whole thing that I don't remember hearing about, you know. Sure. That was like, they just, a couple years ago, someone came up with that term. Yeah. And now we're all rolling with it, but anyway. All right, we'll, we'll do well, another pod on that, and just that. All right, a couple <laughs> things uh, before we get to our guest. October 28th, last night, I was at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Cap, you were there. It was fantastic. Amazing show. I've never laughed that much in L.A. It was the biggest laugher of all time. Also, Friday night, this Friday, I'm still in L.A. I'm at North, in North Hollywood at the Ha Ha Cafe Comedy Club. Get your tickets to that. Next week, I'm going to be in Mill Valley, October 31st. I'm going to be in San Francisco at the Setup on November 2nd and 3rd. Come to all those. Ints is an app, baby. It is. <laughs> yeah, I rolled right into it. You rolled right in. Int is an app, up to five-minute uh, voice recordings. You can follow us, follow At Lost in America, follow Turner Sparks. We're inting all the time. We're doing live int shows here at the here at the Int Studios. Get we, it. We int are, us in questions int, for the pod. Int us in reminders to remind me to at, to ant some more, because you can tag us in the Ents. True. And I forget. I'm prom- trying to promise listeners I'm going to ent some more. You need to, you listeners, you need to take some ownership. Ents us reminders. Be like, Cap, Turner. Ends me your thoughts on blah blah blah. We're gonna we'll we'll into back immediately. And we'll play you on we'll, the pod. And we'll play you on the pod. All right, that's fantastic. Should we get to Anthony DeVito? Let's bring him in. Come on in. All right, we're back with Anthony DeVito. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks we for are coming. on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we just had Caps wearing a uh, <laughs> Save for the Pod. I just got oh, him yeah, this shirt this for his birthday Oh, on it's... Saturday night. Oh. Yeah, I had a little birthday surprise birthday party. Yeah, Thank Cap's you. birthday. Thank I got him a Save Kaplan, for the Pod Weber. t-shirt. Happy birthday. That's yeah. all we say to each other, like 90% of the time. Yeah, save yeah, for yeah. The pod. Yeah. Your podcast is a rad dude. Yeah, rad dude cast. The rad dude cast, uh-huh. as you were saying. Uh, yeah, they were. It was the Late Show mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Colbert said it. That was wild. <laughs> I can't he believe actually, it. He really enjoyed saying it. I though. know. Yeah. They wanted like because they wanted uh, the agents or whatever were like, oh no, plug like a weekend date like that. That'll be good for the club. And yeah. then like yeah, like Colbert. I don't know if it was him or CBS knowing him that much like intervened and they were like, we think he'll really like saying this your podcast more than anything. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess. You know, he, he dug kind of saying that. He was that. pumped. Yeah. And then the other thing I watched today was the Mark Curry. Uh, oh, my God. Mr. Yeah. Cooper. Jesus, man. Yeah. That's the most amazing Mr. intro I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's like, it's the rad. Dude. It's the, du- it's the, uh. <laughs> He'll tell you about it. funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, man. Dude, I, he was plastered that night. That was night. on, um. Uh, live at Gotham. Yeah, right? yeah, oh, Gotham Comedy was? Live, Axis TV. Yeah, he was hammered, and he, uh, you, like, they, the beginning, if you watch, like, it's probably impossible to find, but if you watch that whole show, and it was taped live then. Okay. So he comes on, he's like, you know, so basically you have to have, like, the timing 100% right because it's got to feed into commercial, whatever. Okay. So, like, he's about to end his set. He ends his set, like, a minute early, kind of. Like, I think he just runs out of material. And then, like, they, they give him, like, the wrap it up sign. And he's, like, looking. He's, like, squinting. And he's, like, wrap it up. They want me to wrap <laughs> it up. And then he goes, uh, uh, global warming. It's happening, people. And then cut to commercial. That's what? how the show started. And then uh, cut. And then, yeah, introduce me as the rad drive, rad dude. I don't know. He'll tell you about He'll it. He'll tell you. As if I was going to, like, spend my first 30 seconds explaining a podcast. <laughs> on to, TV. Uh, on TV. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. you're ready to do your, like, yeah. whatever set you have worked take out. Off, you got to. Yeah. I got to really <laughs> plug it. And then, <laughs> and, so afterwards, and, like, you know, this is, like, hanging with Mr. Cooper. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, you remember I'm psyched him? to, you know. Uh, of course. Played in the Golden State Warriors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm psyched to meet him. So afterwards, he's, like, hammered, and he's, like, man, great. Set and I'm like, hey, thanks a lot, man. That's really nice of you. Means whatever. And he goes, um, he goes, man, you got you got to write a show. 
And I go, okay, sure. I'd love to write a show. He goes, no, 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 no. You got to do a show. And I go, all right, man. I'd love to do a show. And then he goes, like Becker. <laughs> like Ted Danson, Ted Becker. Danson. Yeah, those Ted look, Danson looked a lot alike. The poster yeah. 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 remind me of a young Ted. Yeah, yeah. I just love that it was like the first show that he jumped to. And now you're working on uh, the MSG Network. Mm. You're writing on the um, yeah, the people talking sports and other people stuff. Talking sports. Yeah, Sam show. So we have a quick story for you. Oh yeah. Are you a Knicks fan? Uh, I am. A, I'm now. I'm becoming more and more of a Knicks fan. It's on the MSG network, so is yeah. it Knicks related? The show? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Knicks and Rangers, or you just, uh, just not so much Rangers, just because Sam and I are big hoops guys. fans yeah. and not big. Who's your team, guys. or what was your team? I, I mean, I grew up North Jersey, so like, but Nets. when I, I grew up '90s North Jersey, so like, the Nets stunk yeah. right. until Net- I was like in high school, college when they got kid. Right. So I, there was like the post Eric Coleman, Kenny Anderson yes. team, and the. <laughs> yeah, but like growing up, they stunk so bad it was like hard to root for them. Yeah. So I did. I just loved basketball. I was like just a huge fan, blanket fan. Uh, I couldn't. Yeah, the Nets had like Armin Gilliam, and it was yes. like, what am I gonna? I'm a big hammer guy. Yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember when yeah. Barkley punched him. And yeah. Yeah. So it's like I. So I never really had like a strong allegiance to a team. But now, yeah, working for MSG, you know, obviously gotta go I gotta go Knicks. You know. So at his 40th birthday on uh-huh. Saturday night. You forty. I'm actually, good for forty. Yeah, well, not yet. I'm actually still thirty nine. I got about eight <laughs> days left. Ninety. I got to accomplish a lot before I turn forty. We had the, so it was surprise party. Oh, oh I got gotcha, gotcha, you. Gotcha, gotcha. So I still. Gotcha. And John Wallace showed up. Oh, to the surprise are you kidding? Party. Wait, were you at Hooters? <laughs> no, was John Wallace? Uh, opening night, uh, they were gonna watch it at Hooters with John Wallace. <laughs> Wait, when? Don't just show up anywhere. <laughs> John Wallace, by the way, is like a friend of the show. He uh, he's like a great guy. I know we're gonna get him he on future amazing. guests. We yeah, he's like a, yeah. You know, I don't not enough. believe that at all. John <laughs> Wallace is a down guy for I mean, sure. John Wallace, let's, let's explain. He was yeah, in tell 90s. me everything. What? Uh, he played at Syracuse. I went, I'm a huge Syracuse fan. Okay, yeah, yeah. And God, he was so like, good on those. And he, he carried us to the ch- national title yes. game. Yes, yes. And, and then so he went to One of my favorite players ever. Got drafted by the Knicks. I was yep. debating. I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. Okay. I was debating whether to tell him one of the biggest moments of my childhood uh-huh. was when the Kings passed on him. Right. And drafted Peja Stojakovic oh and my, all yeah, of yeah. Arco Arena booed because sure. they wanted John Wallace. But Peja was... ended up maybe being exactly better. Exactly. Yeah, he was a great fit for the team. Peja, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So John Wallace, great player in his own right, but Peja was such a fit for that team. So yes. they threw this surprise party for me, and yes. there was first a surprise That's party. That's insane. And then during the party, all of a sudden John Wallace just walks in, and it was like in this little coffee shop. There's like 25 people there. Yeah. And <laughs> there, I, 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 I sort of vaguely City. knew there's a like service uh, that you amazing. can like, hire random like celebrities. That... Right. And I had just been at the ACC tournament earlier this year. That's nuts. And he was there. Yeah, he's so a I'm huge like, Syracuse guy. Yeah. That looks like John Wallace. Yeah. Like, why would he be here? Uh-huh. And the best was we he's everywhere. With him. He's there's like nine guy. different John Wallace. He said he was going to do the podcast, but it was sort of like when you're like talking to a stripper and she says she'll date you. Like we paid. He might. He was paid to come to this party and talk to me. So like I don't. <laughs> he will. I think he will. He gave me his number, and before he left, he was like, "I'm serious. I want to do the podcast." Yeah. Did so. he very well? Might I mean, he's uh, he's he did a test episode for our show before it aired. Loved doing it. We had such a good time with him. And then he came back to do it again. I wasn't there. I was on the road. Sam sends. He calls me the next day. He's like, "I got like this unbelievable thing to Sam tell Morrell, you." Though. Sam Morell. Sam Morell. Yeah. So Sam calls me, and, and he's like, "Wallace did the show again." Wallace, before he leaves, he goes, "Tell Anthony I miss him." Uh, and I was like, "What?" John Wallace said he. John Wallace said he misses me. And he's like, "Yeah." He apparently is like a big fan of the show. Like he. Uh, yeah, he's like a friend of the show. Um, I would. I'd consider him a friend in real life. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> um, yeah, he's such a cool dude. So wait, did, he was paid to be at the party. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. It was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Our yes. friend is an agent for broadcasters. Okay. And somehow like pulled a couple strings or like got in touch he somehow. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then I guess they worked out some deal. So So you lived in Paris, is that right? Yeah. That's what we were talking about. That's what we wanted to bring you on. Yeah, yeah. When was that? That was, um, I'm pretty sure, uh, that was um, 2000, I want to say, seven to, like, the fall of 2007 to, like, the winter uh, or the spring of 2008. So like almost okay, like eight months, nine months. Like eight like months, yeah, something like that. Were you doing comedy at that point? No, I wasn't. That I had done comedy a little bit in Jersey before that, but just like one or two shows. Yeah. Like uh, my buddy and I we were in a sketch group. We would put on these sketch shows, but I hadn't really done a lot of stand up. Okay. And then I had two of my friends from college were I, I was an architect major, so two of my friends, architects in college, 
they their firms had offices in Paris. So they both went over there to work, and then at some point, I was just living at home in North Jersey. Okay. And then at some point, they were like, you can live with us. You, you know, uh, we'll just shave a couple, you know, 100 euros off the rent. You got to sleep on the floor, on a mat. Uh, you know, and I was like, done. Did you have a job you were quitting, or just you're just like, yeah, I quit. I had a oh god, I had this awful. I was working at an architecture firm in uh, in North Jersey. It was like a family Italian run architecture firm, yeah, and I like not a to mild mention cover. No, no, yeah, it sounds <laughs> like, like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like a perfect cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I was such a bad architect. Like I would get screamed at every day by a full family of Italian people that were all architects. They would like they hated each other, and they would take it all out on me. I was the only non-family member there. Oh. Oh and it was it was a nightmare, and every day I dreaded it. So um, yeah, so when they call like when my you know friends or whatever like come live with us, I was like yeah of course. So then I left that job, uh, and then I moved to Paris uh, with them. It's amazing. With no yeah like it was. It you was, didn't go to work. You didn't work at all when you were there though. You just... No, at first I didn't. At first I was just living it up in Paris. Like I was like Hemingway. Did you, know you know have I mean? some money, yeah, exactly. like, saved yeah. up? Like, I can blow I have, this? Yes, because I was living at home for, like, That's a year. Yes, so I had, like, all, I had a bunch of money saved up. I was living at home for a year and a half. I had that awful, like, entry-level architecture job. Yeah. And it like, the pay wasn't unbelievable, but it was good enough. If you're living at home, great. And it's like the Hemingway thing. I guess so much more romantic and acceptable to go to Europe and just, like, do sit nothing. in a coffee shop and write yes. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. you did that in, like, if you just, like, I'm going to go to New York today. And yeah. And be like, your mom's like, get a job. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. had that theory forever. Doing nothing in a foreign country, you're interesting. You're doing. Like, something. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're yeah. a total loser. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like you bought a scarf. That's the like equivalent of taking like a course or yeah. something like that. <laughs> right, that's a chapter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you really do feel like you're accomplishing things. Yeah. Like, you know? It's like, I'm going to walk. I'm going to go for a yeah. walk. And that's, yeah. That's doing something. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Get, yeah. You do that in North Jersey. People are like, get back to the fucking yeah, architecture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get in a car. Lunch is over. Yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm doing the, that whole thing. I'm not, you know, like. Yeah, you know, I'm like early 20s. Like I had, a, I was in this relationship in college. Girl broke my heart. So you know, I'm doing that whole thing, man. You know, the whole like I'm having a coffee. I'm eating whatever I'm eating. I'm wearing a scarf. I'm, I'm having a baguette. I'm reading things. You know. Um. So so then after, I, you know, I'm going into museums. I think I'm more yeah. thoughtful than I yes. am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm staring at stuff with glasses on. You know. Yeah. Um, music's playing. It's yeah. Time. Totally. Like yeah, things are more great. interesting than they are on the surface to me somehow. You know. <laughs> Uh, so then after, I'd say like a month probably of just living the life in Paris, just doing that, I, I just, I ran, I, I was running out of money. Like yeah. it was hemorrhaging because mm. I was living cheap, well. Right? Yeah. yeah oh, it's not cheap, especially, especially you go, those, you, Paris and those years. Was yeah. And Europe. yeah, the currency exchange at that point was so bad for uh, U.S. dollars that it was like, it was uh, almost how Canada is now. So it was like I was spending so I was spending enough money just being there, and then on top of the exchange rate, I was just hemorrhaging money. So like I'd say like a month or so goes by, and I am uh, and I also have no purpose too. I'm like trying to I'm like I don't know I, I didn't know I wasn't doing comedy at the time. Did you want to do architecture there? I wasn't sure. No, no, okay. I definitely didn't want to do that. I definitely wanted just a break. Yeah. Because like. That firm for a year and a half was killing me, and I, I just wanted to live my life. I wanted a break. I wasn't living at home anymore. I was single, um, so I, I just wanted to live whatever that was. Uh, and then, um, yeah, running out of money, and then I, I've, and then at some point, like uh, one of my roommates was like, "Hey, a friend of mine is working uh, under the table as a bartender um, at this American university," yeah. and. Uh, they need someone basically to, uh, they just need a guy bartender. They need to lift kegs. They need to do whatever those things are. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this Manly is. Manly work. Yeah. And that's the only time in my life also, too, that I've ever, like, been like, oh, you need a man around? Like, I'm the guy, you know? So, um, so then, yeah, I, I go and uh, I started working under the table uh, at this, like, uh, university that pretty much has exchange students from, like, NYU, basically. So it's all American. So you didn't so even have to speak French. No, I had to, I didn't have to speak any French. Oh, it's like perfect. Oh, it was perfect. And man. you're around college chicks. And I'm around college chicks, yeah. and I'm like 24, 25 at that point. It's pretty much the perfect, perfect job. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> and I yeah. went to college for architecture, and like I've been, you know, architect. It's it's a very um, time consuming uh, college. Where'd you go to school? I went to Miami, oh. in Florida. Wait, which, oh, so did I? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think I knew that. What year? I graduated 2005. <laughs> 
Like, were you 2004? I graduated in 2004. That's yeah, I, I honestly think that's why you look so familiar. I think I knew I knew you in college to some degree. Did you know Josh Arcurio? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, man. Dude, that's I one swear, of my best friends. Dude, I well, swear I college, to really. God, when we first, like, when I Shut first, at, at Fairfield, when I yeah. saw you, like, months ago to do that gig, I was like, I know you. But then, then like, you, I, because I even think I said that where I was like, I think I know you, and you were like, I don't know how. Like, I lived in China for four years or whatever you said. Well, you know what it is? Most people from the Northeast yeah. uh, think they know me from, like, camp. And I'm like, dude, oh, I'm from Northern California. Yeah, right. So, so I've had that yeah. so many times, I just brush it off. Yes. Because, like, literally, I think I look like dude, half the people on Earth. so funny. People say that all the time. I was so convinced, and I, like, kind of remain that way, Where, because you said that, yeah, you live in Northern California, you live in China, and I was like, yeah. I don't know, man. Somehow I know you. That's like, weird. Yes. 100%. Wow. Of course I know Josh Arcurio. Yeah. <laughs> good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Good architect? Yeah. <laughs> Ivan, like, we probably went to a party together. Like, what were your other... Um, Wait, I had a ton of friends who were in your your yeah. class too. Uh, Nate Johnson, Hunter, Hunter, did, yeah. I wrote oh the my paper. god, Hunter was a maniac. Hunter, yeah, Hunter and was a Omar, maniac. Remember Omar? Oh my god, Omar, I don't remember. <laughs> Wait, I'm but dude, that. I know Hunter. Like Hunter was on my floor uh, freshman year at Hecht. Yeah, so yeah. Hunter, can, like, and I, he was like Turner. We got to take this is really yeah, deep. sorry, dude. Yes, <laughs> I, 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 I can place Hunter was you like, as Bro, Hunter's we're taking friend. Taking over the campus. Yeah, from, like, oh, dude, the newspaper. Was, yeah. He wanted to turn the newspaper like a college paper it's into true, Vice man. magazine. Yeah, it's so <laughs> true. And he was like, "Motherfucker, we're doing coke. We're yeah. gonna stay up all night and write this the paper." The glory yeah. years of uh, he, I he sent me like he wanted to go. He wanted me to go to um, Cayocho Eighth Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prostitutes. That yeah, was, like, the big story. Yeah, Hunter was like on that shit, which I did, and then there was no story. First of all, they wouldn't talk to me. I almost got arrested. <laughs> and then the, the school counselor was like, I'm not printing this. Is that like, when you what? went to the yeah. campus yeah, paper? Nothing here. <laughs> How could I do that? Dude, I remember once seeing. <laughs> it was a prostitution on campus. It was. <laughs> Nobody's like, no, it was no. in the world. Like, yeah, he, and he's like, he what's your angle? I was like, I don't have one. Hunter just did a bunch of coke and told me to go interview him. <laughs> yeah. My angle's on your friend. <laughs> I don't know. Is that like when you were writing about Highline and I went with you that time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I tried to do an expose on Highline. Oh, Miami really? There was no expose. We like, were trying to interview people. Yeah. I was like, with you. There was nobody talking. Yeah, why would anybody be talking? Yeah. Paper yeah. Here with a little yeah, what was Hunter was from like North Carolina or something exactly. like that? Right. Yeah. I remember there was one time I think I was walking. I just saw a movie at Sunset Place. Yeah. So and then like I went outside. Hunter was like doing a sit-in there for yeah. some reason. He was like the one politically active person. On, really was. On campus. Yeah. Um, Miami was like it. the most no one else more gave a shit. Yeah, shit. nobody Seriously. gave a shit. University of Miami, like, dude, nobody cared about no anything. Everyone was Why there to care? party, yeah. go to football games, have a good time. Hunter was the only guy talking about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it exactly. was, I felt like such a poser. Way before. Do you know what I mean? Because like Hunter was like, I know it was way before. But Hunter way was like, before. Hunter was like the guy like I had heard about in college. You he, know, yes. up all night, like yeah, like the activist. Like, I specifically like, remember the night. Yeah, he was like, you know, like the bad guy in. Um, uh, Forrest Gump yeah. that steals Jenny away yeah. in the 60s yes. and he's like 100%. the asshole that's Hunter yes there were people like that in Syracuse but you'd be like be in the conversation with them and then you'd be like why am I doing this on a Friday or Saturday night I'm just gonna go to the party and just right. leave, and just leave yeah. them there and I'm they're gonna talk to whoever's still in the room Hunter was I'm the 19 first. I'm horny I don't care <laughs> yeah. about someone this. else is gonna solve this <laughs> he I'm was the leave. first person I ever knew who hated hipsters right in like 2003 know what they were and I was like what's a hipster he had this book like the hipster handbook and he's like see these people you're gonna hate them someday. Yeah, come out of the so future. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> like the, yeah, the man. From Back to the Future. Yeah, I. Uh, thank God that because I, I was. It's been bothering me. Wow. Because I was convinced, man. Wait. So then you were in Miami. Yeah. And then oh, then you graduated and then hung out in New Jersey and then went to. Yeah. So I was in Miami. Yeah. So uh, did you need to learn? French at all while you were there? No, I didn't know any French. I I obnoxiously American. I'd walk around like a giant sweatshirt, sweatpants, because I didn't have to know any. Yeah. I tried to. I took a class. Uh, like I took a class with all these other French kids to try to learn the language. It didn't take though. I was like, and wait, I didn't have wait, any like French impetus kids? to. Why like, did the French learn. people need to learn? I think they were just trying to get better, okay. or maybe they were there for like other languages or whatever. Oh, American I, French or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think they were just trying to improve their skills, and I knew nothing, and I just I didn't have enough of an impetus because I was working at under the table at a, a English speaking bar. Yeah, like, there was all no need. Day. So there's really no need. I think if I like didn't have that job, I would have tried harder to learn French, but you know. And did you know you were only going to be there a short time? 
Kind of. I mean, I didn't know how much long, how long I was going to be there, but then, like, the job was so fun. Just like you said, it was perfect. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wasn't working a lot. I was more confident. Everyone and, was and younger. There were all these girls. Yeah. Um, and, like, all these girls for me is, like, four. Uh, <laughs> That's you a know. lot. But you I can went... meet girls without learning the language. You're not going to learn the language. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you had a oh, Yeah, that's right. a good point. I yeah. had to learn Chinese. That's what makes yeah. Right. Because uh well moving I moved to China in two thousand four. Right. And I feel like like all the attractive American girls go to France. No yeah. no offense because we have a lot of China listeners. Sure, <laughs> sure. Women who yeah, listen yeah, to this. yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that time, let's say right, that at that time. That, that at that time, China was not the cool hot right. place to go. Right, 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 right. And so you were either dating like local Chinese people right. or nothing. Right. That's it. There right. was no there was no American girls there. Right. And you had so you had to learn the language. You had it, it to. It makes so much sense. But I remember I went to France in like to, uh, Paris like 2011 or 12 on right. a trip. And I remember just being like seeing like American women everywhere and yeah. all like wildly attractive. Yeah, like, yeah, these, yeah. These is this has not happened. Yeah. They're yeah, they're, they're, American that women was... love Paris. Exactly. What did you say? American women love Paris. That's they, yeah. It's like Italy or yes. Paris are the top two. Like I'm an American, but I want to be cultured. <laughs> yeah. but I still want to be safe. Italy, yeah. Paris, and Coachella. I want to make hot guys. I want to make hot guys. And so then yeah. they go there. Yeah. And they can maybe yeah. They'll figure it out. So that was so exciting because yeah, there were all these like and you know whoever I was the bartender. I was like it. And I you know there was only one bar, it, it, barely a bar. It's just like coffee, beer, wine. What part of Paris is in? It's uh the near the Eiffel Tower, whatever that around oh. Dismont. It's like the eighth or ninth, I think, something like that. Okay. If it's not Champs Elysees, I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what, only, what a snob. That's what a French street snob. I know. Is oh. it Champs Elysees? Oh, <laughs> then no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I so I was there. Yeah. And like so I was just you know I would just talk to these kids all day and they thought I was like a hero you know. So it's like, oh, because you're a couple years older. I'm a couple years you're older. The I'm cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm like Hunter then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling about hipsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> right, man. Yeah. He's a bartender on campus. Yeah. Like, you gotta have a revolution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys invented it. You know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I'm there, and uh, yeah, it was just, it was great, man. I'm just like, uh, yeah. Hey, what did you think? Did um, how were French? Uh, what was the dynamic between French people and American people? Were right. They, were they like, oh, Americans? Or were no, they like, you guys are great? I think they kind of get a bad rap because, like, totally. as long as you don't come out of the gate screaming English at them, they're fine. Mm. So if, like, you just give it a shot, that's all they want. They just want you to give a shot, just, oh, bonjour, like, whatever. And they they know the minute, they, the minute you start saying bonjour, they know you're not French. They oh, okay. know by your clothes. They know, like, even the way Bonjour. Americans walk. Bonjour. Like, there's subtleties. You could look French. I could. You could pass for French. I could pass for French. Yeah. Um, but I think the French, in particular, especially in Paris, they're so well-dressed. So well-dressed. Yeah. Okay. So it's like the minute I would walk up there with ill-fitting jeans or, like, a hoodie on, whatever, they'd kind of know that I wasn't right. French. You're wearing shorts or something. You're really Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweatpants. I, you never see a pair of sweatpants And, like, there. no baseball hats, right? No oh, baseball yeah. hats. Yeah. No, none of that. A lot of zippers on things. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> like of, a, extra zippers. A lot of extra zippers. All those things, a lot yeah. of unnecessary zippers. So that's one thing I noticed when I came back is the amount of base. Like no one anywhere else wears. Yeah, but no. you're but you're in New York. This is baseball hat light. When yeah, I go to Pennsylvania, still, a, that's true. When I'm in Pennsylvania, and yeah. Jersey, you go to a bar in New Jersey or Pennsylvania. Right. I, when I'm home, I'm like. I'm like jarred. A, the amount of shorts the guys were out. Right. And then B, the amount of like baseball caps. Like, yeah. Guys on a date are in a baseball cap. It's like, yeah. like yeah. what the hell is and, going on? That's always so but, funny, too. It's like a guy in a baseball hat and cargo shorts. Yeah. In like New York, people shit on that. Yeah. But like the whole rest of the country wears that. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone, yeah, like, like everybody totally, else. Yeah. I feel like you, like, lost in Pennsylvania. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. If I was to go out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. When I, when I, no, I mean, <laughs> I deep do. America. So, yeah. So, so yeah. I'm yeah. in with the Paris. I like their fashion better. Yeah. So they're super fashionable. So they kind of know right away. And then, like, the minute you start talking, they know right away. So then, but as long as you make an attempt, they're fine, and then they'll help you out. But if you come out of the gate screaming, like, yeah. where's the, and Americans were so loud. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. something I didn't realize until I went over there. Yeah. Just the decibel level. Like, What's, we all have podcasts, and we have to, we're used to talking to the microphone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Talk loud. yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. Yeah, there's like no Parisian <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not only, I think it's not only the loudness, which yeah. is true. Uh, but it's like there's some weird level that we get yes. to a frequency that cuts through every other language. Right. I don't know how to describe it, yeah. but you can hear like some yeah. sorority girl like two blocks away yeah. being like, "Ah oh my god!" Yeah. And it's like blast straight through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. There is like there is that tone where it's just like it's it's like a it's like a confident loud. 
Yes. Which, like, you don't even think you have until you go over there. And then, like, like the French are, like, it's like they cower in a way because just because of the sheer volume of it. That's <laughs> all. I really think it's that. So the minute you start, like, the, as long as you go through with it, they'll know help you out and they're fine. But if you come out screaming at them, yeah, they're going to be dicks, but anybody would be. Yes. Like, you're, you're a dick in New York if someone just starts, like, screaming at you in another language. In a foreign language. Right. 100%. So it's like, I think they do get a bad rap for that. They do. I've been in Paris three times, and I've never found them to be. People were I, super I, nice. Everyone's always like French or this. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I didn't find that at all either. No. I was at. A, I remember I was at a house party with some friends who were French. I was literally the only non-French person there. there right. Was like forty people. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I would walk up to a conversation, right, they would all switch to English. Yeah. To like accommodate. They, me. They, yeah, they're very common. So the point where I had to be like, you guys don't have. I felt embarrassed. Right. I was yeah, like, you yeah. Guys, relax. Yeah. Just keep doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Like we were talking about you, but we're gonna yeah. prove that we've stopped. <laughs> <by> <laughs> yeah. English. I just think in general, they're they're from what I noticed. They're very reserved sort of people. Like when when they're when they're out, they're out, and that's great. You know, in terms of just like I guess like feeling comfortable enough to say whatever in a group. But they're more reserved in terms of like they're not gonna just like open with crazy things about sex. They're not just gonna go like you know scream at you about politics. They have to really know you first. So I'm fine with both of those. I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay Which, with opening with crazy things about sex. Oh, yeah, that's Depends right. on who's doing the, that. The politics. That's <laughs> fun. <laughs> so like politics. Yeah, I, yeah. I think because like as Americans, like we're very like everything's on the table right away. Yeah. For the most part. We are. So it's like they're just culturally not like that. So we that creates a difference. And you know, and then like I'm like I mean I remember too like my uncle was like the French are assholes. He never left Jersey. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's like a lot of that too. <laughs> but yeah, they were. I loved watching them too. They were just such interesting people. Like. uh they're they're just they're like I don't know they're like sinewy birds <laughs> like in the way that they move and um, yeah I I loved I love uh, them as French like a case study. French guys come into your bar to like be like I'm gonna hang out and meet some American girls at the spot. I'm just gonna uh, no, they <laughs> had to have like an ID. Oh, but I, I mean they would. They're don't very mean French, but I mean like they were all of age, but I mean just like Fr there was the door guy at the bar like at the university who he was like an older guy and his friends would sometimes drink there and they probably you know, god knows whatever they said in french about like yeah. you know whoever from uh you know virginia they must poor I young what girl. they think of like dating americans you know what i mean they probably think it's great is that a better move <laughs> yeah probably just cuz it's like exotic yeah. cuz it's foreign i think so i think they're probably very attracted to americans in terms of like that freeness you know, yeah. you know how like uh, like a girl who's like an artist and like you know unkempt, whatever. That like she's attractive because you're like, oh, she's totally free. Yeah. I think like the average American, a French guy would look at her and be like, oh, she's so wild. You know, because yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know French women and French men are very much more uh, conservative. Except they all are having affairs. I thought. <laughs> well, yeah, issues. that is the thing. <laughs> the menage a trois is like um, the, more commonplace than. What's it called? Uh, Menage a trois, oh, like a threesome. Trois. Yeah, but just having like a mistress seems like very it's like accepted yes. in France. The prime minister. Wait, does menage a trois mean a threesome, or does it mean you have a mistress? No, like it's a threesome. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, there, there, there is that then, element that they're yeah. like just okay with. So it's like the '60s forever. Kinda, yeah. yeah. But you have to like you have to break down walls to get to the '60s. Yeah, they're not that upfront. Yeah, yeah. You have to achieve a certain level. Yeah, they they take a while to let you in, and then once you're in, it's like it's an even more you're part of the club. And yeah. Um, that's <laughs> pretty good. Sexual worlds, yeah, than normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then, did you? Um, what 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 does? When did you decide? Like, okay, I gotta go. Um. Well, I so I did the first semester, uh, working, and then like there was a winter break at college, and I I had like a ninety day, I think like tourist visa. Oh, okay. So I had to leave the EU to keep working there. So like within that month, I went because what a lot of people would do is they would go to um, Morocco just because it was closest. Um, by way of Spain. Oh, that whole like get out and come back. Yeah, yeah. so you can like, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if that like, you can still do that now, but like at that time, you as long as you did that, you were fine. So I did like a month. I think I did like a week in Spain, and then I did the rest of the time in Morocco, and then went back to Paris to work for the the spring semester. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was, was it was Morocco. Awesome. Morocco was was great. It was I mean nothing like nothing I had. Makes different. Oh yeah. Oh well. She oh, was any woman in Morocco is gonna have a very different she, opinion. She came in here and railed for an hour. Sure. I a hundred percent understand that. Uh, <laughs> that it exact. It's. I mean, as a guy who like looks sort of Moroccan, yeah. Um, there, who's a guy, it's gonna be a very different time. I mean, it was a place like I never, um, I, I, I never expected to be in any kind of environment like that. 
Um, I find it interesting that like these people could tell because I always thought because when I was living in China, right, I'm obviously not Chinese. I'm a white right. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, I always thought if you lived in like European countries, they ne- they wouldn't necessarily be able to know right away. Right. But if it goes off <laughs> of what you're wearing or whatever, and they're just like, yeah, yeah no, there man. there is like there's I mean, you, you could tell if someone's a European. Like I mean, you can't usually tell if someone's like. French or not, you don't know what country they're from to hear the language, right? But you can just look at a guy from Europe, like Roger Federer style. Look, you know, you're like, right. you're like, like walking yeah, down the yeah, yeah. Or English yeah. people look very, you're like, yeah, you know, I there's know. subtleties, and like, yeah. you don't really know them until you see them on someone else, yeah. and then you're like, oh, that's like a tell, yeah, you yeah. Know? And Americans are full of, we're not, they're not even subtleties with Americans, I think it's just Americans, yeah, it's like <laughs> you're wearing, you got a football Pack. jersey, yeah. On. yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Yeah, sort of like. What about Spain? What did you do there? We went to Spain a long oh, time ago cool. together. Oh, cool. Yeah. Spain, yeah, Spain. I was only there for a week. I was in Madrid for like a day, Barcelona for like four or five days, and then uh, this town called Santiago de Compostela, which is this like religious town where I think a lot of, and I, I could be wrong, but I think uh, Spanish Catholics like make a pilgrimage to this town because oh, wow. it's like the town is based on this uh, just old church. And so it's um, sort of a historic city for them. Um, and that was really cool because that was like a smaller town, Spain. So that was like Barcelona, you know, it was bigger. It's a lot to see. So it was kind of overwhelming. But then like Santiago de Compostela was cool because I was just like, I remember being in a bar until like four or five in the morning. That's what I was going to ask. Oh, is yeah. It, well, that kind of small town? Yeah, like, it was awesome. Like everyone's smoking joints. There's dogs. There's music. Like, Wild dogs. Yeah. We went to this so bar. We were in Valencia. We were in Valencia. Was, right. Like, there was and nothing to do there. five in the day. morning, they were like, oh, it's free to get in. Right. But then we had to pay to get out. Right. Yeah. It was twenty dollars a really? person to get out. But it also yeah. crazy. It was like a prison. It was oh, just it was like one of those one of those towns where it's like nothing going on during the day it seems. Right. You walk around and then it's like at night, you know, it's like yeah. just, it's like all these warehouse somewhere. doors just open yeah. and they're like yeah. this huge dance club. Yeah. So we had to sneak out the back door so well, we didn't have to pay twenty dollars. We refused to pay and we decided to go out the emergency exit. And then we re- ran, and then we got locked in the emergency exit, basically. <laughs> like, it wasn't an exit. It was, it was like a hallway. It was a hall leading to a <laughs> bolted other door. Side of the door. It's too loud. Nobody hears it. And it locked behind us. <laughs> oh, my God. And so we were stuck there for a, a, a With, like, a guy. With, like, a homeless guy. With, like, a homeless guy. guy. We almost had to fight him. Was that a, yeah, considered That's, a white homeless guy based on a real... Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> That's, yeah. like, that... I think those are my most fun... Um, like, those occurrences that happen just in terms of, like... I don't know. I think it does for me at least it has to do had to do with the language barrier, you yeah. know? So it's like so I would have not, you know, I would have never ended up in that situation in the in the states cuz I would have known like I would have read whatever the hell, yeah. you know, you, I could <laughs> You would have known like oh, this you have to pay to get out. Yeah, this place exactly. Is a scam. Right, right, right. We didn't know. Right, so you just don't know so you Exit end fee. up in those situations like there was the one time I remember like one of the first weeks I got there in Paris, I was doing my laundry and there was this guy and I, I'm just like watching it in the dryer. There's this guy like I, it seems like maybe he's like a homeless guy, some kind of wanderer. He's a shady character of sorts. Yeah. And he's like pointing at my laundry and he's pointing to his head and like I just there's underwear in there. And I'm like, uh like, you know, I'm like nervous, you know what I mean? I'm like, I I don't know French, so I'm just like, what, it, what, what, you know, like underwear, like and, I'm like, and I'm like yelling in a laundromat, and I'm like, underwear, your head, and it was like raining, so I was like, does he want to wear my underwear on his head, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know the custom, you know what I mean, like it was probably <laughs> in some it culture, was, exactly, underwear, and it was probably it nothing, and it was Keep probably not what away. he was asking, but I was like, uh, underwear, I'm like screaming at him. And he's like nodding, and I'm like, okay. And then I open the hatch, I take out the underwear, and sure enough, he puts it on his head, and he just walks out. Really? And I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know to this day, like what that interaction was about. If he was crazy, was it for utilitarian I mean, I purposes? Kind of crazy. Like, I think we have some French listeners. You guys, write in, tell us, yeah. Yeah. us, and, and let us know yeah. if that's a custom. And I didn't want to be rude, so I didn't want to be like, well, I don't know if, like, you know, this is uh, exactly. It words off evil spirits if you give a right. man uh, right. underwear <laughs> to wear. Yeah. I don't want the ghost of Marie Antoinette yelling at me all night. <laughs> yeah. um, so have you been back since uh, coming back? No, I've never been back. I'm, I'm uh, honestly just d- I haven't had the money to do it. Uh, yeah. But I, I'll, I'll definitely be back soon. But I'm also like I get very nostalgic about places. Like I remember even going back to Miami a little while after graduating yeah. and being kind of sad. Yeah. yeah. Being like, oh, but none of my friends are still yes. here. Yes, the and place is still here. My friends aren't here. What does that mean existentially? And then falling into like a funk for however long I'm there. That's another book. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going back in two weeks. Yeah? Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. So you you can do it. I Yeah, I can't. It's been I can't, a while. I can't get too upset. Oh. So uh, did you... So you came back. What what was it like coming back? Were you like, oh, crap, like I don't have this like crazy life anymore? Yeah, kind of. It was boring. 
It was, okay, it was boring. It was, Did you go back to New Jersey? Yeah, where are New Jersey? I went back. So I went from uh, Bloomfield, New Jersey. Okay. So it's like Essex County. Um, soon after I moved to New York, but even like I remember getting off the plane and even like uh, going from I think LaGuardia or JFK back to my parents' place in North Jersey was the things I, I guess like I really noticed was like how young a country America is compared to like living in Paris. It's so old. Yeah. Like it's just like it, there's so much there that there. I mean that like even the apartment that we stayed in was like I don't know how old that was, but like America just seems so much. It seems so much newer compared to what uh, I had been through yeah um right off the bat and it was just boring it and was did you so have boring. a job right when you got right away no i didn't have a job i ended up working habitat for humanity i was gonna say they yeah to actually that's not a bad way to do it though. no anybody, it wasn't you know, you can anybody habitat humanity apparently. yeah it, yeah right <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a bad way to do it because it was still pretty loose and it's still i was like helping people i was talking to people so there yeah. was that which was nice and moving to new york helped because then it, it still seemed like oh i'm doing something new Right, and totally. then it becomes like your parents. I came, right. yeah, like right. I came straight from China to New York. Right, and people, like American people, will be like, "Wow, it's such a crazy right. uh, transition." I'm like, I think it's the least crazy. Yeah, because I was living in big cities yeah. in China. Totally. If I was to move to like suburban America, that, that would, be would a crazy be, uh -huh. transition. Yeah. There'd be no way. But yeah, moving, I mean, New York is an exciting city on its own. People come from all over the world to be here. Yeah. People don't do that to go to Bloomfield, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. like to be there, I would have been like, yeah, I, I would have been in a standstill. But coming to New York was exciting enough on its own that it just felt like the ride was continuing. That's awesome. And you've yeah. been here since? Yeah, I've been here, um, I think, like eight or nine years. Oh. like that. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get to the news. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we do that, do you have anything to promote? Anything? To uh, no, I mean, buy my album, Dream Occupation. Just came out on Comedy Central Records. And, uh, Sweet. Yeah, that's really it. Nice. Thanks. That's through your site? Uh, yeah, you can get uh, it. iTunes, whatever? Uh, you can get iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play. And then uh, if you go to anthonydevitocomedy.com, it's all on my website. There we go. All right, cool. Let's get to the news. All right. Today, uh, it's from the New York Times. Yeah. An Italian dog owner who wanted paid leave off to care for one of her dogs offered her boss a simple explanation. They are my family, she says. It worked. In what a pet advocacy group called a groundbreaking decision, the woman's employer changed its mind and gave the woman leave to care for her sick 12-year-old English settler. Cap, what do you think? <laughs> well, she was sick? Should you, should, should you get... The dog was sick, so okay. the lady got time off to care for her dog. See, that's a. I first I thought it was like because the dog was a puppy, and I was like, I don't think people understand. Like, no, her claim right. what, the reason why there's maternity leave is not because you have a baby. The dog is part of her family. <laughs> she is claiming. Right. So then, if like your kids are sick, you uh -huh. should get time off too. So the dog is her kid, and this is actually in Italy. It sounds very American. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, if it can fly in Italy, I feel like it could fly here. I mean, I am a, a parent, but I'm also a dog owner, so right. I'm kind of on both sides. Like, I, I I support everyone getting off from work as much as possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So. Well, yeah. my landlord won't let us have a dog. Uh -huh. so that's discrimination. I, I would say this is like not letting your kid live with you. If, if we yeah. get this law to, mm -hmm. like, blanket America... We can at least sue, because yeah. like America's all about suing. It's not about like actually getting what you want. It's just yeah. like suing when you don't. Right, just get some kind of settlement. So That's I don't fun. want a dog. Right. My wife want, does. A reason to get off from work, though. But a, or you don't have a job. No, though, I don't so. want a dog. I just want to <laughs> sue my landlord to get some money. <laughs> I don't actually. The perfect scenario for me is to win the lawsuit, but by that time, like we move into another apartment or something. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, we've had... I've had uh, kids, right? So, like, we don't really have, like, there's no paternity policy. It's only, like, maternity. Is but, that like, it? Well, I made up. I, I told people I work with. I don't think they listen, so I'll tell them No now. one listens. I told them that we had a paternity <laughs> policy. You had a week off, and you're not allowed by law to call me. And they listen. Nobody called me. <laughs> really? That's definitely not you just the, made that up? I made that up, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. great. But but uh, I think with maternity, that is the policy you have. They have to give you 12 weeks if your company's big enough. And in Europe, it's obviously not way better. In Italy, it's not probably, like, two years sick. or something. No, no, it's when you have a, a baby. Right. Oh. Right. Oh, so if now I'm gonna get a dog now because if it has puppies, yeah. boom, twelve weeks. Oh, dog yeah. puppies, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the policies are with your child is sick though. Like usually a, a nice employer would let you take off, but like, yeah. If so your child is sick. A child is sick, but well, like. Well, in not... Italy, you can do whatever you want. 
I don't know about France, what it was like over there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I yeah, I don't know how I feel about this, really. <laughs> it's a weird story, right? Yeah, I it's really don't. Have an opinion. Yeah. Do you have a dog? I don't have a dog. Uh, I, I like the idea of getting paid leave. Yes. Uh, it seems silly initially, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you, know, if you don't have a kid, um, I think, okay, maybe, I mean, this maybe sounds crazy, but if the, if the woman is barren, and she can't have a kid. <laughs> That's a good. She's been rejected by adopting services. Yes. This has to be her kid. Yeah. Then fine. Right. That's then I'm point. okay right. with it. And it you're, ado you're adopting a dog. Right. So, so it's like, if it's an adopted dog. If it's an adopted dog and this is your only option at a kid, then you should be allowed paid leave. Because right. otherwise you're going on that, like, the whole thing with uh, take your service dog. Like, this yeah, is slippery slope. Yeah, exactly. Very, like, you know, yeah. a child, I don't think people, so you get a child every moment you spend with them, especially if they're sick. Yes. It's, like, precious and, like, it's good for, like, it's something. But, like, a dog, as much as I love my dog, like, they're not going to notice if you're not there for eight hours a day. They're just going to be sleeping. My wife you know, like, is a, a <laughs> right. dog walker right now. And, yeah, the people are gone for, like, weeks at a time. Right, so yeah. You can't do that with a kid. You can't do that with a kid. No one babysits for, like, a whole month. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. And not only babysits, but yeah. comes by once a day for 30 minutes. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. The thing. yeah. that's the thing. Like, getting a dog is great practice for having children as far as you have to be responsible. Yeah. Right. But it's, like, totally, like, it's not, yeah, exactly. You can't just be like, all right, let's go for dinner. Dog. Right. You know, it's not so. It's not the exact same. It's just so some you really members. have to pretend the dogs like a, the people. Those crazy people who take your dog everywhere with them, right? Are actually doing a better job preparing for children one day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. right, right, right. That makes sense. All right, next story uh, from CBS News, Kaplan. Uh -huh. Halloween store removes Anne Frank <laughs> costume <laughs> after <laughs> complaints. Wow, I didn't know there was an Anne Frank <laughs> costume. Wait. Apparently, the big hit this year what? is this in America? Where is, is this? to be Anne Frank. Yeah, this is in the United States of America. Walmart. I had no idea there was an Anne Frank costume. This is what news? How is what, like, that's such a deep cut? <clears throat> like, what are you dressing as? Just Screenshots like... of the costume for sale at HalloweenCostumes.com posted to social media show a girl smiling wearing a World War smiling. II era. <laughs> yeah, I'm by that. Yeah. And a beret. So what? It says she's wearing World War II era clothing. Is, is, it, is it Anne Frank or sexy Anne Frank? <laughs> First of all, two things. I, mean, I didn't. It's how do kids even know that Anne Frank exists? Yeah. Like we're with this idea that millennials know nothing. Whatever yeah. the generation below yeah, them wow. seems to know everything. Yeah, yeah. If That's were, insane. It's a great if you're a girl who wants to go out for Halloween but not do this like wants to keep guys from sure. hitting on you. Right. Nothing <laughs> would keep that is true. a guy from hitting on you. At least like a, a single me would say. Then an Anne Frank costume would really turn. Yeah, me off. I can't like, think I mean, of anything more of a deterrent <laughs> yeah, than. Uh, I mean, maybe like for the alt right guys. It's I don't like, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Spencer will hook up with you. It's but. like the guys who like they have a really hot girlfriend and they're like they're oh like sexy trash bag. That's yeah. a good costume. Because sexy nun yeah. is one thing because you're like oh it's like different but like. And Anne it's Frank always weird when it's sexy specific. Yeah. Sexy <laughs> nun is fine. Sexy Anne Frank <laughs> is strange. That's very yeah. strange, especially yeah. Anybody who I think as a rule anybody who who's a genocide victim. Not a good Halloween costume. Is that a rule? Fair rule? I would say, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It yeah. says, well, what they call it, so they sell it at Walmart.com as well. Wow. And they call it, it's labeled a World War II girl costume or World War II evacuee costume. I mean, whoa, whoa, come whoa. On. More She didn't evacuate. Yeah, she didn't evacuate. I mean, that's just <laughs> rewriting history. It makes it sound like there was a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> an evacuee. There was an evacuation There wasn't an evacuation. Was she in Key West? <laughs> yeah. 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 Listen, yeah. She didn't get out. We had to send the first responders in. Can you believe it? I mean, <laughs> that is like a Hitler costume that's like a World War II uh, uh, a dictator outfit. Like, like it's like, yeah, uh, it's a ridiculous. warrior costume yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. military just, outfit. Yeah, yeah, that is Nazi absurd. Costume. Yeah, I might dress so, as Goebbels. On one hand, I was like, the, the first half of this article, you give like American kid like tons of credit. Everyone's like, wow, kids know Anne Frank. But then later on, they have to say yeah. this three three paragraphs in. Anne Frank is known for the diary she wrote while hiding. They have to explain how yeah, Anne Frank yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hiding from the Nazis in an attic. <laughs> I yeah. love that a kid would just like the costume without knowing Anne Frank. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I've always wanted to be in a World War II evacuee. Evacuee. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, even if you're really into history, I mean, I just don't think that would be... Well, and if you well, don't know who to? Anne Frank is, it makes even less sense. It makes more yeah. sense for either way. If you know who she is, why would you want to dress up as her Halloween? Right. kids want to be, like, uh, like, army guys, not, like, evacuees. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Teddy's being an astronaut. Oh, He's not go. dressing as like the Challenger astronauts. <laughs> right, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Exploded astronaut. Yeah. He's an evacuee. Yeah. <laughs> he was an astronaut. Yeah. yeah. Is this five-year-old? Yeah. This is five-year-old. Right, no, no, yeah, I got it. By the way, uh, spoiler alert, but I ordered a, an astronaut costume for myself as well because he really wants me to be an astronaut. Oh, yeah, oh, of wow. course. You got to do that. So I'm, you know, I should have ordered. I should have. Well, you should be Anne Frank. Frank. Yeah, I should have yeah. been Otto. 
Uh, yeah. Anne Frank's dad. That is and, unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> All right, last story. Ruby could be Anne Frank. Yeah, your daughter. <laughs> daughter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Forget Elsa from Frozen. She go on. Be the challenger. <laughs> That's so funny. A whole family of Anne Franks. <laughs> uh, just the like Frank Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor. What's the mom's name? <laughs> <laughs> the Franks. Oh, the Franks. That's uh, okay, yeah, ridiculous. All right, that was not a good idea. Let's there write that go. down. It's not too late. <laughs> Boy Scout, last story, Boy Scouts of America to allow girls in some programs beginning next year as part of a historic change. I'm for this. I was a Boy mm-hmm. Scout. I, of, I was going to say, I yeah. know you were a Boy Scout. You were uh, yeah, obviously All the way yeah. up to Eagle Scout. Everyone else is against this, but here's the thing. If you want to teach boys how to be men, the first right. thing they need to know is like be around how, girls. How to talk to girls. Right, yes. What are you going to do? 100%. I went to an all-boys high school, and I was, I would say, stunted when I got to University of Miami. <laughs> because there's an overload sure. of hot chicks. Yeah, There was yes. none in my high school. I can tell you, school. I was yeah. pretty stunted. I went to a high school at high school, and I was still stunted from college. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you. Because they didn't look the same. But <laughs> yeah, I'm in Syracuse girls and yeah. Pennsylvania. But, but yeah, it's a great point you make, because I always yeah. make fun of the Boy Scouts. Like, I was not a Boy Scout. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I, I'm not. I'm very. Yeah. I always think it's like a big gentile. I was like, gonna say it's a little more gentile. Than yeah. yeah, but yeah. I know uh, my wife's uh, boss. I think I'm allowed to say this. He's a big Boy Scout leader. I know he's very upset by this. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's upset. He's upset. Uh, but okay. to me, like, it's a better. It's a good recruiting tool because, like, I always yes. think like you hear these stories like. Uh, what you say, a Sandusky type things, and you know, yeah, it's a little <laughs> yeah, too creepy. The guys are too into the too into the Boy Scouts, and like if there was girls involved, then it's it's more normal. Well, well the other like thing, if you gathering. have like a camping merit badge, like takes on a whole new meaning. Like, hey, it, let's go camping. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I I do. I think it's I think it's great. Integrate them early, exactly, so you know how to talk to each other, and uh, yeah, one hundred percent. But are the Girl Scouts? Is that related? To, that's the Boy Scouts, obviously. That's the other end of this. So they, well, so yeah, Girl Scouts so they're, are, they're called they brownies, to, or, or are they still? Do they have like the little little? Girls? Oh, because okay. who gets to sell the cookies? If they, like the are they merging okay, the Girl gotcha. Scouts and the Boy Scouts, or the Girl Scouts still got their own thing? <clears throat> no, no, no. That's so if you problems. keep reading, the number one uh-huh. group against this. Girl Scouts of America. Whoa. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get that. They're yeah. against it because the Girl, Sa- Girl Scouts of the USA criticized the initiative, suggesting that the Boy Scouts move was driven partially by financial problems mm. and they need ah. to boost revenue by bringing uh-huh. in girls. Well, they've never sold Thin Mints. The Girl Scouts got the Thin Mints, so they, that's a huge financial revenue driver. Well, that's if we true. we can bring Thin Mints into the Boy Scouts, yeah, I'm that'd even be more huge. What that'd if be boys huge. can sell them for <laughs> cheaper? <laughs> the boys sell them for cheaper. They culturally appropriate their Thin Mints. Yeah. Yeah, what a move. What a power play the Girl Scouts, Scouts have Boy Scouts with these something? shortbread cookies. Yeah, do they sell anything, Boy Scouts? Like, how do they raise money? Uh, no, not that I... Not that I know of, yeah. Because these Girl Scouts these days, they go, at least in New York City, they just, they come with their mom to the door, mm-hmm. and they, like, or the moms go for the kids, or the moms go to their work, right. and they're like, hey, can you give money? And they, there's no work put anymore. These kids don't have to go door to door and do any social skills. Oh well. So I'm saying they've lost their opportunity to corner the market. So it's on these their things. fault. It's their fault. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> putting the margin. Right. <laughs> putting it at your door, Girl Scouts. All right. You let this happen. <laughs> so we're for it. We're against the Girl Scouts of America. You can't be on both sides. I've always been for the boys. Pick a side. <laughs> middle. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing it, Andrew. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, for sure. This is great, too. That was a blast. Yeah, We're yeah, going to make yeah. sure to watch your show. Uh, oh, yeah, People Talking Sports and other stuff. Uh, first episode this Tuesday at 1030. Oh, on fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Network for you, mm-hmm. those in New York. And look for John Wallace on there, maybe. Yeah, he'll be on there for the sure. So yeah. If you don't want to watch the Knicks, you know, you can just, just tape the show. Yeah, exactly. yeah definitely. I totally get now want to watch the Knicks this year. <laughs> but yeah, watch our show. Thanks. All right, that's all. Cap, what should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost. <laughs> N'importe quoi, il suffisait de te parler pour t'apprivoiser. Oh, Champs-Élysées! Oh, Champs-Élysées! Au soleil, sous la pluie, à midi ou à minuit, il y a tout ce que vous voulez aux Champs-Élysées. Tu m'as dit, j'ai rendez-vous dans un sous-sol avec des fous qui vivent la guitare à la main du soir au matin. Alors je t'ai accompagné, on a chanté, on a dansé et l'on n'a même pas pensé à s'embrasser. Oh, Champs-Élysées! Oh, Champs-Élysées! Au soleil, sous la pluie, à midi ou à minuit. Il y a tout ce que vous voulez aux Champs-Élysées.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.